Are you an independent musician? How would you like to have your songs played on hundreds of radio stations just like the one you're listening to right now? Join MusicSubmit.com and we'll promote your music to radio stations and blogs in your genre. It's free to set up your account and we guarantee your music will be considered for airplay by radio stations worldwide. Why not sign up today? It's free. MusicSubmit.com, radio promotion for indie musicians. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Let me turn this up. I can't hardly hear you. Okay. Okay. Try it again. That was Candy Rose. The best. Can you hear me? Yeah. If you want to hear more music like this right. from Candy Rose and other artists, indie. Okay, that's good. I think. R&B. Jazz, okay, soul, punk, reggae, R&B. Going through the program. We have it all. Kind of pissed. If you're looking for a trend of music. I've been ready for a good 15 years. Then all of a sudden I couldn't sign in. provide you. I couldn't sign into the, the main stage. In-depth analysis, my, things my of that nature. Radio station. If you're going home from work or going to work. Or just want to sit back and relax. And listen to something else different. I'm like, Why yeah, we're going to talk down. about Facebook. I hate Check that. Check us out. This is but I got to stay with until I get S-I-S-E to another platform. Mix our radio. We bring you the best of all get, indie music. So give us a shot. They starting to get on right now. Come but on hey, down. S-I-S-E. A lot of my friends are there until I can transfer over to the other platform. I got to stay with Or you can always find us on the Spreaker. But we're just going through a promo. We should be ready in about a minute. Two. Just give us a shot. So, I know. It's like, man. Can you feel the beat? Can you feel the beat? Drums roll like the sound of
S-I-M-E Mixer Radio tonight, coming to you live. This evening, 7.50 in the p.m. And today, we have Ronnie Deshay on with us. And she's going to bring us a lot of interesting information. Isn't that right, Ronnie? So, we'll get to that in a minute. But right now, I want to give a shout, and my prayers go out to the military, who Puerto Rican National Guard, Army craft, crashed in Georgia. And according to the feed, 
no survivor at this moment. So say a prayer for the families and everybody out there. Cause that's a bad thing to hear. I'm, they saying it went up in flames on the highway just inside of Georgia. So we're going to stick to that and see what's going on. And anything else come up, we'll let you know. This is G.E. Shaw, and this is S-I-M-E Mixer Radio tonight. So, Ronnie, tell everybody what's up. a lot. I'm still just kind of trying to process this plane crash thing. Um, man, that's just tragic. Yep. Um, you know what? Here's the thing. And I'm not trying to make light of this. But I'm not crazy about, you know, it used to be I had no problems getting on a plane. You know, taking off because fast, get you where you need to go. But here lately, there's been several major planes crashing. I don't know if that's an omen or, you know, an omen of things to come or just a coincidence. I'm hoping things are going to flatten out and it's just a coincidence. That's what I'm hoping for. If not... I might be staying away from planes. Well, I've never been a fan of flying, although I've done it when I had to. So how did you get around? Oh, well, uh, well, I've absolutely had to fly. I've flown. Other than that, I've driven, you know, or taken the bus or something. I've tried to avoid flying as much as possible. Hmm. Well, me, I used to get on a plane in a heartbeat. Because I'm not really a big time, well, I do, I do travel. But since, uh, you know, I've been sick and everything, my traveling has kind of, you know, laid to the wayside. Right. So, getting away from that sad, news you know here's the thing before one more thing about that uh as much stuff that's going on in this nation and around the world i still hate to see our military or anybody related with the military in some type of tragedy of that nature you know no matter what it is um, you know whether it's during wartime or not that's a tragedy and a tragedy is a tragedy and uh, even if it's a Puerto Rican National Guard, uh, my biggest, I was just kind of curious, and it's not that I have any problems with that. I was just curious. I'm assuming they were coming here for some training. Right. You know, because, you know, I just got, I really, I thought it was just our guys. But when they say it was the Puerto Rican National Guard, that kind of struck me kind of, I don't know, it struck me odd. Because we do a lot of training uh, 
with them everywhere. You know, we go there, there. We have a lot of National Guards from all over coming different places. So it's not that big of a deal, but uh, just the way it is. Right. You know, so that is all for right now. I'm following the feeds on that. If anything else come up, I'll let you know because I'm looking at something right now from the U.S. news, and they're saying military plane crashes in Georgia killing five. And I'm getting other news conflicts saying that nine survivors was in that crash. So, I will get back if anything else come up different. So, anything else going on? Well, you know, just a little of this, little of that. Um, I mentioned before that I went and saw the Avengers Xfinity Wars. That was pretty awesome. So what do you think about it? What? What do you think about it? Well, I thought it was very good. I thought it was very well done. Um, I, it was long, and so they were able to get a lot of stuff in there because they weren't trying to fit it into an hour and a half. So I liked that. It was very well done. Yeah, that's one of the things <laughs> that I always look at is I hate when I... Well, you know, it's a movie of epic proportion. And they try to squeeze it all in to like an hour and 30 minutes. Right. You know, and it just don't come out right. At least to me, it just don't turn out right. I agree. I absolutely agree. But this one, you know, they took the time to do it right, so that was a good thing. Um... I think the ending might catch some people by surprise, but, you know, I think they did it that way on purpose. <laughs> Leave it to you. It Leave it to you. Since you were one of those type of writers, want to leave little openings there. Ah, surprise twist. <laughs> okay, have so. You, uh, have you been to see it yet? No, I haven't seen it still. Ah. But I do because after talking to you, even though we had a kind of technical difficulty yesterday, I went and looked at some things about it. So uh, makes me really want to get in there and see it as soon as possible. But you know, but when you're on a very slight budget, since you know the show and all the other stuff costs money, you know, yes, people. We're not rich. We're not rich. <laughs> this show is really producing a lot of money out of the pocket. Okay, so we're not rich. I wish you were Bill Gates, you know, want to throw some money this way or anybody. If you feel the need to send some money this way, hey, I take anything. $5, $10, but let's be real. Seriously, we live in an economy that's stressed. So if you want to donate to the show, $5, do just right. You know, it'll keep us going, keep us moving. And it'll help me pay for this expensive celebrity 
Arthur that is always on here. Who's always, <laughs> always have her hand out. To, well, where's my thousand dollars a week? Uh, I'm, for a Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, but she's a good person. Oh, now Big Mac, I can handle. I can handle a Big Mac. <laughs> you know, so with Infinity Wars, was the normal usual uh, cast of characters in it? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, they had, you know, Captain America and then his friend and then uh, Black Panther and uh, I think Thor was in there and um, what's his face? Um, the Incredible Hulk. And I'm assuming... Pretty much all of them, I think, were there. Iron Man, Widow. I thought, yeah, Iron Man was there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they, they have to have my girl, Black Widow. She may or may not have been there. A lot of these people, they came and went very quickly on screen. They didn't have a lot of screen time. Oh, okay. Uh, And I'm not familiar with Black Widow right off and with my vision as bad as it is. If she was just on screen for a minute, I probably, I have no memory of seeing her. Doesn't Uh, mean she wasn't there. It just means I didn't see her. Yeah, you do know who Black Widow is, right? Not right off, no. Black Widow is the young lady who's the spy. And you remember um, in Civil War, well, even go back, let's go back one, Arachna or the other um, original Avengers. When she was a spy and she was in the beginning of the movie, they showed her being interrogated and all that. And which movie? And the first one, the first one, the Avengers. If you go oh, back and and remember the first. That was a long time ago. <laughs> I <laughs> I don't remember much about it. Uh, like I said, I I don't know right off who she is. I've never paid much. And quite honestly, it's a failing of mine. Um, I have a tendency to not pay too much attention to the female superheroes. They don't interest me. So. You know. No, that's right. What am I talking about? I keep forgetting that. No, why would they? No, you you were like into stuff like my daughter into like Chris Hemsworth, Thor, and all those oh, guys. Yeah, I keep pretty. forgetting. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot and who I'm talking. An adorable ass. You can't go wrong. Yeah, like I oh here we go. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about who I'm talking to here. Yeah, I can't forget those things. Um, now, you know, when it comes to the X-Men, I absolutely love Aurora Storm, love her. Um, I always liked Rogue. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it just kind of depends on, on who it is. And what's her face um, in the Black Panther, Denai Guerrera? Oh, yeah. I love her. Of course, you know, I like her from The Walking Dead. So it would be, you know, she'd have to pretty much do absolutely nothing on screen for me to not like her. And that's not going to happen with her. Right. I mean, I really like Denai Guerrero as an actress. I, I love her character, Michonne. I loved her in the Black Panther. Now, um, was she in this one? Yeah, she was. Oh, okay. Not a lot of screen time, but yeah, she was there. Well, you know, with the um, with Infinity Wars, there's like, think, two or three more, or at least one leading into another one. 
Because right. what you saw with the Infinity Wars was not the gist of it. There's more to come. But they had to bring in a lot of characters because a lot of these characters played very strategic parts. So right. from what you're telling me, the foundation is what they were laying down. Right. Okay. Well, and a few of them are dead now, too, so, you uh, know. Oh, come on. Why are you going to tell me that again? <laughs> really? I, after you told me that yesterday, I had to go look at it. And one of um, the things I found out was um, uh, I have this flipboard, which shows me a lot of different things uh, about different things, some of the latest feeds. And one of the things they were telling me about Infinity War, and this guy gets out there and says, Hey, that's a spoiler at work. And I'm like, really? Don't tell me about the spoiler. Spoiler alert. I don't want to hear it. You know? And he was saying, yeah, but there's some some people survived. I'm like, okay, that's just as bad. Because now what you're doing, you're making me really want to go see it real quick. <laughs> you know, some survived. Okay, what the heck? You know, what was that about? You know? So I'm thinking myself, okay, I have to go see this now. And then, but here's a tidbit I did find out uh, as far as Xfinity Wars is concerned. And evidently, it shattered the box hog hit recently held by Star Wars. Really? Well, that's amazing. And one of the things they were talking about is um, how would I put it? Is Marvel, well, at least this is my question. Is Marvel Universe coming on to be the equivalent or bypass the franchise known as Star Wars? Oh, I don't know. You know, that's the thing I want to know. Because, let's face it, when we talk about franchises and of that nature, one of the things we talk about is what? Star Wars. John Lucas, Star Wars, and uh, the franchise, and what they do, and what they have done, and so and so and so and so. Right. So, when you start talking about shouting records, and box office hits, and and cetera, et cetera, et cetera, then you really talking about something. Considering the fact that Black Panther came close to shattering all the uh, Star Wars opening night or opening weekend box office hits. Now to tell me that Infinity War just took it out, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, so yes, I gotta go see that. I need to see it. Um, I think another thing that you need to, that I need to look at, is the fact that, um, when you look at DC World and DC Universe, uh, I really think they need to make a <laughs> serious, or at least try to stay in the ballpark. Now, they are, but I just think um, they need to get it together and keep it up because I, 
Justice League came out a little while back. Did you ever see that? Yes, I believe so. And what do you think about that one? It was pretty good. Uh, you recognize any of the supporting big-time characters in that one? Wait, outside yeah. of Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman. Um, I, I, it was a while back. I'd have to see who the cast was. I see a lot of movies. You know, I'm, I generally see sometimes 20, you know, in a row. So it's real easy for me to not remember things right off from one particular movie. Huh. So you, you do know who Aquaman is. Yeah. So was he in it though? In the, in the original Avengers? Or no, no. Uh, in DC World, in Justice League. I don't remember. It was a long. Like I said, it was a long time ago. I don't. Re- I don't, don't remember who was in it. Come on, Ronnie. You my. What? You my girl on the street. The girl in the movies. If it doesn't really grab me, then I have a tendency to forget who's in it because, like I said, I see a lot of movies. And I count on that. You know, I mean, I would have to look it up and see who the cast is, and then it'll jog my memory, and, you know. But just to ask me right off the spot, was Aquaman in it? I have no memory. I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. I mean, it's just, I... I forgive you. some movies that grab me, and I can tell you every single thing about it. But other movies, you know, if it, if it doesn't really hook me, and that one apparently didn't, um, that I'm not really going to remember it because I see so many movies. Well, we forgive you. Here, everybody here at SIME Radio, we forgive you. We give okay. you a break. This will be your I'm only... I'm looking at Justice League now, and I'm not seeing anything... Oh, yep, Aquaman was in it. <laughs> 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 it's what you just said. It just—it's just funny. Uh, oh yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Aquaman was in it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for okay. that report. <laughs> uh, so, what else was on this weekend that you checked out? Well, I only went to that one. I went to see. Um blockers and I went to see uh, I Feel Pretty. And you said both of them were pretty good though. Well, no, I Feel Pretty was really good. Uh, blockers I would not recommend and I would, I mean that's an hour and a half of my life I'll never get back. Mm. Well, I guess you just spend a lot of money so I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, Tuesdays is cheap day at Regal, so that's why I go on Tuesdays when I can. So, when you and your friend go once a month to these movies, is that where y'all head to, Regal? Yeah, yeah, we always go to Regal. And that's the one on 84th and Tacoma. Yeah, it's 84th and basically the freeway. I don't know what the cross street is, but Yeah. um, yeah. So anybody out there that likes free movies or cheap movies, hey, listen to her. Go to Regal. 80, off of 84th. It's off of 84th and Hosmer, people. Right across from 
uh, I don't know if it's the Red Wing Casino or what casino no, that is. Uh, I think Chips Casino. Chips Casino. Yeah, Red Wing's down in uh, Lacey, I think. So, that's where you need to go. And I have that from Ronnie DeShay. And yep. she doesn't never go wrong. Or never let me wrong. <laughs> never let me wrong. At least I hope she didn't. No, not to my knowledge. <laughs> okay. Um, you was telling me one thing. And it's a little side note. But about writers, authors, and so and so and so. And if it's really worth if they make a mistake or something goes wrong with their writing, would you want to tell them about it? Oh, yes. Well, I have. A, I was reading a book that was written by a friend of mine uh, who has published six books, I think, um, and she writes in the, the zombie genre, which I love. So I read one of her books, and I found quite a few technical errors in it, um, missing words, um, misused words, uh, there were some continuity issues. I mean, basically, it, it really needs an editing. Well, according to her, she had just hired an editor who had gone over this book. So when I told her I had found some things that were wrong, and I, I took screenshots of the pages for her, you know, so that I could back up what I was saying. And she got quite fussy and uh, told me that there were no errors and that nobody else who had read this book had commented on any errors. And clearly, I must be mistaken because of my vision. And I told her, I said, I freely admit that a lot of times I misread something because my vision's so bad. So I was reading the book a second time just to make sure that it wasn't, you know, my eyes, that it actually was mistakes in the book. And I told her, I said, I have the screenshots. I can send you the screenshots. You know, this is not just my bad eyes. This is actual glitches in the book. And I told her, I said, if it was my book and you saw things, I would want to know so that I could fix them. You know, please tell me if you see anything in one of my books that's a mistake because I want to fix it. Um, but she just got really fussy. And um, it was just kind of like maybe I should not have said anything to her. But at the same time, if it was me, I would want to know. And I was very tactful. You know, I didn't just send her an email and say, by the way, your book is crap. You know, I was very polite. I was very tactful. Um, I just told her, I said, I found a couple of glitches. And she got very defensive and told me that her, her editor had not pointed anything out to her. I'm sorry, when you have a writer who says that there's a cell phone that doesn't have a dial tone, to me, the editor should have pointed that out to her. And she took offense to that. Yes, she did. <laughs> well, I'm glad you didn't tell her that her stuff was crap. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't have done that. Um, I'm a little bit more tactful than that. Oh, I believe you are. I believe you are. Not much, but a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you just had to go there. <laughs> okay. Well, so here's my thing. Here's my take on that. 
So, as a writer, too, you know, um, my first question would be, y'all two good friends know each other pretty well. And sometimes listening to it from a, another friend could be a jealousy thing. You know, how dare you tell me that my writing is not that good or so-and-so and so-and-so. So I don't know if it's much the fact that she took a re- that she resented the fact you tell her about some continuity issues more so than the fact that she felt bad or ashamed or maybe like you are telling me how to write more than anything else. Uh, me personally, I would rather have a friend tell me that, okay, you made a mistake here or, or no, better yet, whether or not, whether or not I made the mistake or not, uh, come at me with this question. Is this what you wanted to say? Is this how you wanted to put it? Or this what you actually wanted? Because see, that way, it's a little bit more easy. And I can sit there and understand that you read it and that you want me to have the best material there possible. Which I did tell her. I told her repeatedly. I was not criticizing the story at all because she's a very good storyteller. The story itself, I liked. I, I, you know, I really had no issues with the story itself. My issues were on the technical side, um, and I told her that. I said, I love the story. The story is excellent. And I said, I just want you to be aware of these other things because I'm assuming that you would want to know so that you can fix them. And she just kept telling me that nobody else has pointed out any glitches to her and that her editor didn't say anything and her beta readers didn't say anything and I finally had to tell her I said look I said if if you've got all these readers who you know are telling you that your work is perfect I said then go with that let's just say it's perfect and let's you know stop this conversation because it was getting ridiculous but quite honestly um, she has I, I don't understand how anybody who is beta reading a book which the whole purpose of that is to look for errors and continuity issues and things like that um, so that you can tell the author, you know, gee, you need to look at this or you need to look at that because it doesn't work well. I don't see how any of her beta readers could have missed these things, Um, especially there was a chapter where a missing dog comes home and his family sees him and then in the following chapter, the lady tells her husband she hadn't seen the dog in four days. <laughs> to me, that's a fairly significant continuity issue. Okay, let me get this straight. Because <laughs> each time you tell each time you tell me that story, I see so much wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see, to me, and some of my longer poems and monologues, it's always a transition going back and forth. But in order for you to have a good transition, you need to be able to transition not only what's going on, but what's going on in time and space. You see what I'm saying? Uh, You can't... If you're going to have a transition from one point that might be in the past... 
to a point now that's in the present or future, then you better make sure what happened in the past is coming along into the present, to the future. And each time you tell me that story, that line, I have to <laughs> laugh about it because you're right. I mean, um, if the dog was alive, according to you uh, in her book, at the end of a particular chapter and going into the next chapter, there's no reference that the dog might have disappeared before the end of that chapter. And all of a sudden, you go into the next chapter and the dog's not there. One of the things I'd be doing, I'd be going back to the uh, the chapter before, trying to find out where I did I miss something. Well, see, and and I don't. It's not quite like that. The dog. Um, this is a book about zombie dogs. So there's a chapter of this dog that's been missing, uh, turning into a zombie. The dog goes home as a zombie and chases two of its family members into the garage. Okay. So this is all following chronologically. The dog turns into a zombie. The dog goes home and chases its family into the garage. And then the chapter ends with the dog having the mother and the sister trapped in the garage. And then the next chapter opens up and the mother is talking to her husband and she says she hasn't seen the dog in four days. Well, at the end of the previous chapter, the dog had her trapped in the garage. Which and makes she's you saying she hasn't seen the dog in four days. Which makes you believe that the dog had to have been present at least in the last four days. Well, yeah, because I mean the dog chased her into the garage and this was the same day that she's talking to the husband. Because it's when the husband gets home from work, she says she hasn't seen the dog in four days. Well the dog was just there chasing her into the garage. So, so and let me get this. I just want to know one thing. The name of the book is what? I don't really think we need to go there. <laughs> no. I mean, I just I want to know about the book. I might want to check the book out. Well, I'll, I'll tell you later. I just don't want to advertise. Okay. All right. Any mistakes on the radio. Oh, okay. I When you tell me something like that, I tend to understand where you're coming from now. Okay. Alrighty. We'll leave that until after the show then. If it was one or two little glitches, I'd, you know, I'd tell you the name, not a big deal. But I just kept finding thing after thing after thing after thing in this book. I mean, it's a mess. And so I want to give her time to because apparently she's got it back at the editors, so I want to give her time to do whatever she's going to do. You know, I just don't want to put it out there and have people going there and sit, leaving, you know, comments to her. Oh, Ronnie Deshaies was really fresh in your book. No, I don't want. Oh do no, that. but well, see, me personally, it wasn't about that. I wanted to read the book because I want to know about <laughs> uh, this zombie dog apocalypse. <laughs> It's a great story. It is. I mean, the story in and of itself is good, and I'll tell you the name later. Um, but I mean, it's it's a good story. I really enjoyed reading it, except for the technical issues. Okay. I mean, to me, that really kind of detracted from the story because it kept kicking me out. But 
you know, if you just want to read about, you know, and, and I mean, she is a very graphic writer. I mean, it's very, very gruesome. It's There's a lot of blood, a lot of body parts being torn apart. I mean, this is exactly the kind of crap I love to read. Let me ask you this. Huh? Does it make Cujo like a little kid story? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> because, let's face it, when Cujo came out, a lot of people looked at that as being big-time graphic. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Okay. But the difference is, you know, Cujo was a rabid dog, which rabies is something that we all understand, you know. Um, and th these dogs are zombie dogs, and so the people in the story... They have no understanding of what's happened. They don't understand how it happened, why it happened. Um, they don't even want to believe that it did happen. Uh, there was one part that I just found a little ridiculous, um, honestly, although I, I suppose it could have happened this way, but it's all over the news, it's all over the radio that dogs are you know, attacking their owners and that dogs are turning into zombies. And this lady's husband and son go out looking for this missing dog. And it's like, if there's wild animals, whether you want to think they're zombies or not, if there's wild dogs out there in the streets killing people, why are you letting your husband and your roughly 10-year-old son go out there after dark looking for your dog? <laughs> well, hey. And all sincerely, there's been movies that I've seen, and I'm pretty sure you have seen, that you could raise that same idiotic question. Why did you do it? I mean, oh, I've seen, wow. I, I seen movies, I'm thinking, if you know the person's out there, and you know he's out there killing people, and you know he's around the corner, why are you going out there? Why in the hell would you even think about going out there? You know you're going to die. You know, Generally, though, the people that go out there are pretty much young and stupid. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. You know, I mean, but in this book, this is a, 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 a couple that's probably in their 40s, highly intelligent people, professional people. And there's, they don't really believe the whole zombie dog thing, but they do believe that there are wild animals out there killing people. So, and the thing is, too, you know, you're safe in your house from a dog. You might not be safe in your house from Freddy or Jason, but, you know, you're safe in your house from a dog. There's no reason to go outside after dark and look for this dog. Well, um... Maybe that's what she wanted. Maybe that she wanted to uh, present that, bring that part of, of the book to life. That that person that you were talking about might be professionally smart, academically smart, but might not be common sense smart. Might not be that, you know, good around the corner. Except that everything she writes about this couple says that they are. Huh.
so I don't know. It's it's just another one of those things that just kind of threw me out of the book a little bit because even if you don't believe in zombies, if you know that there are wild animals out there killing people, you don't go out there. I mean, I could understand the little boy saying, I'm going to go look for my dog. to have his father say okay son let's go together as opposed to gee johnny let's wait until tomorrow when it's daylight yeah which is what any any normal parent would say the dog's been gone four days one more day isn't going to make a bit of difference and if anything happened to my son because i'm stupid enough to go out there with him you know you, you can't live with yourself after that so there is no logic whatsoever that would tell why this man picks up his kid and goes out looking for a dog on streets that are apparently running rampant with vicious animals so yeah i hope you do read it i would love to hear what you think about it well we'll get back and talk about that after the show then and see what what's going on and how things work (laughs) Now, you had said something earlier about Trump, but I don't remember what it was you said. Um, oh, my boy Trump. You know, and you know, I don't try to, I don't try to hate on Trump. You know that. You know mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I do at times. I ain't going to lie. Okay, let's be real. Okay, but this guy seems, every time I look around, there seems to be something going on with him. Now, you know he fired his, well, no, he didn't fire. Take that back. Uh, the lead attorney for him, you know, from the White House, Ty Cobb, is retiring. So the person that replaced him is the veteran Washington lawyer, uh, Emmett Flood. Now, if people remember, he's the one, if I'm not mistaken, uh, represented Carter during his impeachment time, when they were trying to impeach him. So, here's the thing that I'm looking at and what I'm talking about and what I'm saying um, is going on. Now, all along, we've been talking about the fact that Trump has always said he has nothing to hide, there's nothing going on, everything's looking great. So, there's nothing that in his closet is going to be damaging. So, here's the thing. You are Donald Trump, and you don't have nothing going on. And I understand uh, who Mr. Emmett Flood is. And he, to me, just like going out and handling a big celebrity and a big, you know, high-profile case. But... With him, with that being said, there's a lot more seriousness going on in the Trump camp. Uh, you went out and got the veteran Washington lawyer who represented Carter in his impeachment. So don't tell me that you ain't concerned, because you are. Uh-huh. You know, so... I'm just getting tired of hearing him talk like, "Oh, I ain't got nothing to worry about. I'm the best there. I'm the best person that ever, you know, walked the face of the earth. I did this. I did that." 
do. Your palace is crumbling. And you went out and got a high-profile attorney to try to shift your defense, you know, and shift the trend. You know, and if people don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the Mueller probe into the, you know, the Russian deal, investigation, all that. So it makes me think that there is some feet, some root to this case. So, that's my part. That's my part in this. That's my saying this. That's what I think is going on. But, we'll see. I mean, all I know is this guy, <laughs> and in this case, and everything about the investigation in Trump has been going through more twists and turns like a soap opera, like, a, like an aerobics exercise. You know how you're doing that twisting and turning and working out? Man, it's giving me a headache. And I'm not even part of it. You know? And then, he also <laughs> is losing <laughs> on every front that he's trying to deal with. Uh, let me read this real quick. Uh, I want to make sure I get this right. Where is it at? Um, you know the uh, the immigrants who are seeking asylum, the caravan? Right. Um, that one he was trying to uh, block, you know, uh, blockade. <laughs> well, <Right. laughs> they had started letting them all in. Uh, Except for today. Wednesday, there was none that came in. But as of Monday and Tuesday, I think they have let in up to somewhere in the neighborhood of 70 individuals in. And more to, and they got more coming. So, that's the thing we should talk about sometime, maybe in the next couple of weeks, when everything gets settled. You know, about the immigrants and coming in, seeking asylum from... Uh, Tijuana, El Salvador. I think is where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that's some big news that's going on. So, we'll look at that and deal with that on future shows. Because I know you have something to say. Oh, definitely. Because I know that. <laughs> so, that's just something that we'll be looking at. And I hope people come in and tune in to check out this. Because I think it'll be interesting. And I'm hoping we're still on the air. <laughs> because I keep getting these notes saying my bandwidth is kind of low. And I oh. know that's not true. But hey, you never know. You never know. So hey, we're going to just let it be. Keep on going. And hopefully, we're still in the air with everybody. And everybody can still hear us. Because who do not want to listen? Who wouldn't want to listen to Miss Ronnie DeShay here? You know, the <laughs> voice of wisdom. You know, let's face it. She's the voice of wisdom, a great writer, and so and so. So... Um, Thank you. Also, chit-chatting with a couple of people out here. 
who's telling me, who's giving me the blow by blow, let me know whether or not we're off the air or not. Thank goodness we got some listeners tonight. <laughs> or we'd be in trouble. I wouldn't know whether or not we're on the air or not. <laughs> Until, you know, a little message that comes through on our, on our uh, screen. That's one thing, though, I can always count on. At least we get the message letting them know what's going on. Right, right. You know, unlike last night, when we didn't know what was going on until the whole thing went off the air. And I'm thinking we've been broadcasting. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's bad when you try to broadcast and all of a sudden, oh, we're not on the air. Oh, my mistake. So, well, we had a good time. Too. Hey, we had a good time last night, though. A lot of people oh, don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people missed a good show last night. <laughs> it was like we were doing some rope-a-dope, some punching, beating up people <laughs> and everything. But I was I was fair, though. I was fair. Although I got a couple of bloody noses from Mr. Shea there. I mean, she kind of knocked me inside the head a couple of times. But, hey. <laughs> you know, but uh, I rebounded nicely, I think. Um, let's see what else is going on. I tell you what, why don't we take a few minutes, get ourselves together, and come back and close out this part of the show, and then get ready for for some more music and updates, news updates, current updates, and things of that nature, and let Miss Lachey retire for the night so she can dream <laughs> about some gruesome stories that she wants to write. Yep, okay. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, so we'll be back in five minutes. This is G E Shaw at S I M E Mixar Radio tonight. We'll be back in five. This is A J Smooth. Come on, girl. Oh, don't surprise me. Uh, I'm trying to 
fun of us out there right now. Joy. That's what I was talking about earlier. The world can see we are Don't you waste Craigslist, I think. Craigslist, yeah. Because of the love your smell. Come on, girl, be mine. Come on, girl. You would think that they would have a disclaimer. Come on, girl. Come on, girl.
sugar daddy, they call him or they call the And we're back. This is Sean. This is Moody. And we'll be back with her in a few minutes. So, for people out there that came in on the tail end of this conversation with Miss Deshay here, we were talking about Facebook. And there seems to be some noise out there. Well, first of all, Let's take care of this privacy issue first. And what they're saying in regards to, you know, uh, what's his name? Waldenberg, whatever his name is. Uh, and I'm looking at the, yeah, and I'm looking at the, uh, how they're gathering information, even from people who is not actually on Facebook. Now, I have a mixed uh, feelings about that. Now, here's the thing, my point. If you're not on Facebook and your privacy and all your information is being used or being leaked out, then to me, that is an issue. Because you're not on it, you're not dealing with Facebook. And there's a lot of people that don't use Facebook. Okay, let's be real. They don't. But I also think you have to understand who the people you're associating with that might have that information that can be leaked out. And what and what I'm saying uh, in regards to that is I'm not saying it's your fault or you shouldn't take or get retribution for if you're not using Facebook. But... One of the things I always tell people, I have, I think one, let me count them. <laughs> I have four, I do, I have four Facebook pages, okay? Okay. Yes, people, I have four. Yes, Ronnie, I have four, okay? <laughs> but here's the deal. I have one that I just basically just use uh, very sparingly, and a lot of times, it was, I just have to shut it down. It was uh, used to host uh, my poetry and my notes and stuff, which I thought was going to use a lot more until I started building my own website. So I don't use that that much. So there's not a lot of information there. Then I have one that's a personal website, you know, for my friends and family members and people I can talk to about certain things. 
and then I have the other two websites that's designed for what I'm doing here. You know, I have the my podcast blog site, which is the one that we use for the show and everything. And then I have the one that I do, I use as a business site that's basically designed to deal with um, careers. I, I deal with, you know, trying to give people career counseling. Uh, I write resumes, cover letters, do some things of that nature based on my education and my experience. So I have that, and I use that page. But I also use it as a way to market myself on both. So, for example, when we're doing shows, our shows here and everything at the radio station, uh, there's links that go out on that platform. There's links that go out on this platform that we're on now. And there's links that we go with with Twitter and all the other major social platforms out there. But here's the one thing I always say, and this is just my personal reflection, my personal opinion. If you're going to use these type of social platforms, then there should be two things you should look at. I don't really use my phone number on them, only the one that's going to be linked to my shows, you know. So if you call that <laughs> and I'm not answering and I think you're rude, I'm not going to answer it, okay? You can't call <laughs> nothing else, okay? Because it's not linked to nothing else but my show and my radio and everybody that's within XIME Mixed Radio uh, Network, like you. There you go. You ain't going to give out no information. Everybody that's linked, that I don't give out information unless they check with each other. You know, for example, like that, uh, what was it, a few months ago, when a friend of yours uh, wanted access, you know, to my network and the talk. And I called you. I said, did you know her? And when you told me, yeah, she's cool and everything, I said, okay, that's cool. But my point is, Here's the thing. You putting stuff out there, so you better the stuff you putting out there, then you better know and willing to put it out there, and you know the people gonna read it. Then you better make sure what you putting out there is what you want to be put out there. Right. Okay. I mean, sometimes it's I look at it as being some common sense involved here too, people. I mean, let's let's get real here, okay? I'm not going to sit there and, let, all right, for example, let's just say, hey, I met this girl at a hotel and we had fun or whatever. I'm not going to broadcast that out there to the whole neighborhood and the whole community. Okay, let's, let's be smart here. If you're going to do that and you got some things going on, then... And gets back and you mad and pissed off about it. Well, guess what? First thing I'm going to say, well, you the idiot. Okay. Um, case closed. You are the person who is brainless and decided that I'm going to do this and I don't care. Well, when it comes back to bite your... Uh, 
your behind. <laughs> now, if that been you, it been, if it come back to bite your dumb ass, because I try to be more politically correct here, but the point is, if it come back to bite you, then guess what? You was part of the principal in it. Don't put stuff out there that you don't want to be out there and you don't want people to know about. Uh, a lot of times, if you exercise with those two things in your toolbox, then you're going to be okay for the most part. Now, I'm not saying that you don't got no hackers out there that love and know how to hack accounts. Okay, and Facebook is no different. Uh, but you can protect yourself to a certain degree if you use some common sense. Right. That's my take. Now, I know you might have a different take on that and everything. So, how do you feel about it? Well, I just think that depending on why you're on, for example, Facebook, that has a lot to do with what you're putting out there. I mean, if you're a young person, I know a lot of the kids these days are on social media and they're broadcasting everything because they're a bunch of dumbasses and they don't realize it can come back and bite them. I think that's where, you know, if you have a child under 18 that's on social media as a parent, you know, you need to keep an eye on what your kid's putting out there. Um, I think a lot of adults get on there and they're looking for love or whatever and they're just broadcasting everything. This is where I live. This is my phone number. This is where I work. And again, you know, that's all well and good until the guy you meet starts stalking you and you have no place to go. You know, um, I, I think for people such as myself and other indie authors, indie musicians, indie artists of any kind, we have a tendency to be a little more open with what we put out there because the whole point of being on social media is to get people interested in you. So I don't do so much on Facebook. I'm really not that much of a Facebook fan, but I do a lot on Twitter and I'm, you know, constantly putting stuff out there on Twitter to keep people interested in following my feed. Um, when I am on Facebook, a lot of times I will put things out there about what I'm doing. But my, I, I think maybe my phone number is on there, but my address is not. In fact, I have a friend uh, who lives on my street that had his address listed in his Facebook profile. And I told him, I said, you might want to reconsider that because, you know, you don't know what kind of a nutbird out there is going to see your Facebook and get your address and show up on your porch. You know, yeah. it's, it's better not to put that kind of specific information out there. Um, I think the reason you're on social media has a lot to do with what you put out and why. But I think at the end of the day, when it comes to, I mean, put your phone number out if you want, who cares? But when it comes to your address, when it comes to your place of employment, and by that I mean a specific place of employment. If you work for Walmart and you want to say on your Facebook bio that you work for Walmart, fine. But I would not tell anybody which Walmart I worked for. You know, now you're getting a little specific, and now people can start to find you. And some of the people out there, you don't want to find in you. So I think, you know, if you're an adult... Absolutely post whatever you want, but 
be careful. If you're a kid, don't be posting anything. And I think your parents need to definitely be watching what you post um, when, when you're a child because, you know, we hear all the time about kids that get into trouble because they're way too free with the information they give out because they don't know any better. They're stupid. They don't know any better, <laughs> you know. Um, now, these young kids might tell you they do know a lot. Just, hey, I'm just putting it out there. Things, but I'll tell you, I've, you know, I see a lot of them on Facebook. I see a lot of them on Twitter. And they're just blasting everything. You know, hey, I'm going to be at, you know, this particular place tonight. You know, come hang out with me. And they're just saying that to the world in general. I'm going to be here. Come hang out with me. You know, and when you're an adult, if you want to, because I have adult friends who do the same thing, you know, I'm going to be at this bar tonight, come hang out, let's have a drink, and it's just a blanket invite, that's fine when you're an adult, but when you're 15, and you're basically inviting everybody, whether you know them or not, and you're telling them where you're going to be and when, you know, you may think you know everything, but you don't apparently know anything about keeping your ass safe if that's what you're doing. Yep. You know, and this is where you're going to end up with little yes. girls that get raped and little girls that get this and that and the other thing. They're going to end up dead or whatever, and everybody's going to say, gee, how did that happen? Happened because the dumbass was blasting everything on Facebook. You know, I mean, people need to be aware that when you start rattling everything off like that and giving people who you really don't know all of this information about yourself, especially if you're a kid, it's dangerous. It's very dangerous. You know, I remember I, I a time. Friend, I have a friend who was, um, and I'll, I'll be honest here, she was a uh, male to female transgender. And she looked exactly like a male to female transgender. And she would meet guys on Facebook and not bother to tell them this. So when she would go meet these guys they thought they were meeting a woman who had been born a woman and who looked like a woman who had been born a woman i love my friend to death but she did not she was very clearly male and when she went to meet these guys who she did not know they were expecting a woman and she got her ass beat a few times because she wasn't honest. She didn't tell them who and what she was. You know, but on the other hand, you know, had she been, I mean, she had no problem giving out personal information over the internet, over her Facebook. She was giving out her phone number, she was giving out her address, she was giving out all of this personal information that given her situation was just not smart to be giving out. Um, because, you know, a lot of these people out there, they get a little psycho if they go to meet you and they find out something like this. And if they already know where you live, you can meet them in a public place. But if you've got your address listed on your Facebook account, you know, if they decide they want to come back and shoot you, they can do that because there's your address right there on your bio. So, you know, you just got to be aware of your own situation and what you can and can't give out because sometimes, you know, there's, there's stuff that you need to give out that you don't and there's other stuff that you don't need to give out but you do and people get in trouble.
people get hurt. Yep. You know, it's scary out there right now. It really is. Well, I mean, I think back to the days when all we did was go to the bar and hang out, you know. Well, even back then, that people. was dangerous. That was dangerous, you know. But uh, in a way, I think it was less dangerous than this social media thing because at least in the bar, people saw you leaving with somebody. So if you ended up dead, they kind of had an idea of who you might have been with. Nowadays, you know, you get all these people on the Internet saying, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm six feet tall, I have black hair and blue eyes, and come to find out he's five foot four and he's got blonde hair and brown eyes, and there's no way of, of knowing who you're actually meeting if well, that person doesn't want to be honest with you. You don't find out until you get there. That, and, if, and if you don't come home, then people reading your emails and all of that are not going to have accurate information as to where you went. So, you know, it's it's very dangerous out there right now. It's very dangerous. And speaking of that, and we don't have time for it now, so we'll carry this conversation on probably next week. I call it part two, Ryan Deshay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of that, we're going to, Carry on with a little bit with Facebook because Facebook is also rumors out there uh, in the market for dating site. I guess they're going to create their own dating site and dating app. <coughs> so my question is going to be, remember AOL and their website and their dating site? site, but I mean, I, I have my AOL account still. They used to have a, a, they used to have a big time. They used to have. Yeah, and their dating site used to be big. I don't know if they still do it, or is it a paid site now? I know before, before, the site wasn't a paid site. You can go on a dating site, you know, give your statistics, your logistics and everything, and match up you know, based on what you're looking for. So Yeah, I, I don't remember that. What I remember from AOL and I don't think they still do it anymore was they used to have a lot of rooms like um if you were looking for Asian women, if you wanted black men, if you were looking for same same sex, if you were looking you know, you'd find all of these rooms. Uh, and then you could go into these individual chat rooms and hang out in there and talk to people and you know, if you were to meet somebody, you could do that in this room, um, but I don't remember an actual dating. Oh yeah, site they had a, the they had a dating site. They did, and I'm thinking at one point Yahoo used to have one. Who? Yahoo. Oh. But my question is this: with that in mind, is Facebook going to become the latest? version of what AOL or Yahoo used to be with their dating site? Try. You know, it just seemed like to me <laughs> Facebook just got out or still in the process of finishing up with one scandal or, you know, the uh, data breach and the privacy scandal, which mm -hmm. and now <laughs> They want to jump into from one frying pan into another frying pan. I just think that's kind of interesting right now. 
Um, and speaking of that, the data firm that, you know, supposedly represented or dealt with Facebook and that privacy scandal, well, guess what? That firm just closed. <laughs> uh, Cambridge Analytica closed. So I guess they can say, thank you, Facebook. Thank you very much, because you kind of destroyed us. Well, outside of that, we have a lot of other things to talk about, but the time is going. And like I said, I need to let Miss Lachey, Lachey, not Lachey, Lachey. <laughs> oh, I was, for a moment, I was thinking about um, my daughter's friend. His name, his last name is Lachey. Huh. So, <laughs> when I said Lachey and Lachey, I'm like, okay, wrong person. All right. But I know you got to get sleep. Hey, how's your book going? Well, I actually have not been working on the book. I've been trying to get these two stupid, and yes, that's stupid with two O's, short stories done for this writing competition I'm getting. And... So far, I have not made a lot of progress, so that's kind of my focus over the weekend is to get at least one of them done. You close? No. And when not is the deadline? When's the deadline? Um, the 1st of June. So I basically have a little less than a month to get two stories done. Uh, you better get to work. Yes, I know. You know, I don't want to take no more of your busy schedule then. Because... <laughs> well, hopefully by the time the weekend's done, I'll have at least one of them done. Doing a little bit of house cleaning at the same time. Something comes flying in here. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm sitting over here, you know, dealing with all the technical stuff, and all of a sudden, something comes flying in and attack my eye. And for a minute, I thought I got rid of it. The next thing I know, it came back and said, no, you didn't get rid of it. I'm still here. We are here. We're going to make sure we attack you before the show's over with. But uh, I will be closing this in out. Um, I will see you next Tuesday. Same time. Uh, really? uh, what's that saying? Same time, same channel. Uh, yep, yep. I think I'm reciting Batman. I think that's the you old Batman same series. Bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> and you have a good evening. And we'll be back in five or ten minutes to carry on and finish out the show with music, music, and little updates around the world. This is SIME Mixer Radio tonight. G.E. Shaw and Ronnie Deshay. Be back in five. Ronnie be back next week. This is Eden Moody. Okay. Thanks, Ronnie. Once upon a time there was a little girl. She was her daddy's joy. She was her daddy's world. Life was playful, life was innocent, and life was pink. Anything she wanted was within her reach. 
but hopefully you Where back. did I go? She didn't worry a bit Everything was going according to plan She had her future and she had the man Where did I go?
and I'm sighing Why do we hurt each other? So sick of crying and trying There's no way we'll last forever And it kills me to admit We're not meant to be You're with me but can see this And soon you'll see Cause love knows why you
bringing. Look, know it's harder when the drums hit and they just spilt their life on the beat. For me, I was just thinking. That's uh. so why I never put my trust in them. Yeah, for like forever we've been crushing them. Blush, in a rush for such a lush feeling. Married to the game, but I promise I'll never bust in them. Just bigger, my stomach flooded with just liquor. Turn my vice to a virtue, my circle just witness. And speaking of squares, I creep through the stairs with box cutters. In case you needed a leak in your bed, it's that simple. Essentially suspenseful. Left the body bag at the doorstep of your tempo. Take them to the S. Still exceptionally sinful, sending a message to the Pope, which stated that I am at your window. Yeah, now bow down when the sunrise. One five, one in the cup. Let the rum slide Order another round for your squad By now you understand I know my way around them bars This is so round, low down Profile, felony to flow foul Froze clouds, close down Embassies is so wild No sound, profound Heavenly to one child Thorn crown, more brown energy Look, more proud energy Ball style floors, cross style enemies Court case, tour style forced to be selling these I walked about the room feeling like the Lord blessing me I love God, hate religion Paint the picture for those trying to break the system Take the riches, you probably will get laid in ditches I represent for those who never had to play the victim Listen, once y'all Shall I continue? These lies never be who they are They just pretend to While I just put my thoughts on the hardest of instrumentals You're highly regarded artists is now part of the menu Them wacko rhymes are like appetizers I'm masterminded Cats can find themselves in a casket For thinking they act alive it's, I steadily pack lines so perfectly When the track collides I catch them while they lift up their latches I'm ready to snatch the prizes I act surprises If I am a novice Maniable monsters
god Smoking up the room Feeling my lungs filling up with you Where's my beer? Have a good night.